Hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined by the usual cast of characters. First of all, the keeper of the inner sanctum, the evil genius, the numbers guy, Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? Glorious. Just wonderful Sunday. <laughs> Fucking glorious? Glorious. Wow. And of course, the, uh, the man with the hole in his collection, the pictures guy, the dirty old geek. Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? Uh, immaculately joyful. Ooh. Did you guys get like a thesaurus word of the day calendar or something like that? <laughs> what the fuck? I got mine early Christmas present. <laughs> All right, well, I'm the world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words He's guy. <laughs> and you know what, 2020? I'm sick of your shit. Fuck you. Meet me at the bike racks after school and we'll settle this once and for all. <laughs> Welcome to another issue. So, uh, so Brian, you got some news for us? I do, I do. 2020 keeps marching on. It's a bloodbath at DC Editorial. Jim Lee's leaving. He's probably gone by now. Uh, probably got a great package. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I was talking severance. Ouch. <laughs> but a, a bunch of other editorial. Uh, Warner Brothers just cutting, cutting back. Speaking of Warner Brothers... Uh, releasing all of their new movies on HBO Max. So they're all going streaming. Fuck the movie theaters. You're gone. I didn't see kind of an endgame for how movie theaters were going to recover anyway. Because the minute that they greenlight it, you still have a year and a half before production on shit catches up. Yeah. So there really wasn't going to be a whole lot of new coming into theaters to save them. Not only that, but... I mean, I don't know how y'all feel. I won't go to a movie. I, I just won't. I'm, I'm debating that right now. I mean, I'd like to think, like, if things improve dramatically, I would go to a movie theater and stuff like that. But I, you know, I'd be taken for caution. I mean, and then, well, and then the thing about like one of the things I love about going to the movies is like popcorn. Like, dude, so I'm gonna sit through a movie with a mask on and I'm not gonna fucking eat popcorn. You know? Yeah, yeah, especially a, a big movie. Yeah, where it's packed. Yeah. You know what? I was probably a three, four, five movie a year guy. Yeah, same here. Yeah, and it really was the Marvel and the superhero uh, stuff. The superhero or anything that had big explosions and shit in it was fun, because <laughs> that's where you want to see it. But uh, and I'm like, okay, can I can I skip those five? Yeah, I think so. Well, my TV's okay. Marvel is cutting way back on titles. A lot of the shit they were gonna release, which in my opinion was shit. I didn't see it as being anything that was going to be valuable as far as a decent story or even uh, passable art. They've canceled all of that. Uh, And they've been kind of dicking around with what they're going to release, what they're going to release. And then there's a few things that they really kind of mentioned but didn't put on the schedule as this is for sure. Uh, But that's going to go away. Uh, I am beginning to think the, um, the Ethan Van Skyver... June 1st deadline for DC to be gone. As crazy as that even sounded a year ago. Yeah. Uh, today sounds like, well, they're kind of moving in that direction. Well, they're, they're not putting out stuff people are going to want to buy. I think they're trying to justify it if they do do that. Look, our sales are down in January and February because they're coming out with the future state stuff, which I've already had people go, I don't want it. I don't want <laughs> No, thank you. 2020 is just, um, it's been a motherfucker. Shuri, 
who would have been uh, the heir apparent to um, T'Challa. T'Challa. Uh, That actress made a mistake on Twitter and uh, has been roundly attacked. Up to and including, which surprised me, Don Cheadle. Basically said you're done. I think the mistake is being on Twitter. I do too. Uh, I do too. But yeah, there's there's nothing right now. There's not a whole lot positive no, going on in any in flux of the right now. No one knows what the future holds. Yeah. All right. All right. So for our continuing series celebrating the second best decade of movies, the 1970s, we are at the year 1974. And boy, things are starting to get a little meaty here. Uh, so, with 15 minutes on the timer. Wait, before you push that button. Fucking timer. Before you push that button. <laughs> okay. We have to say, have today to. is the 40th anniversary of Flash Gordon. Flash! Oh! Oh! <laughs> it's America! <laughs> Gordon's alive! <laughs> So we had to celebrate that. All right. Push well, the button. Now I will push this the button <laughs> and ask you, what are your top three movies from the year 1974? And do we want to get the low-hanging fruit out of the way first? We have we to. Should. All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. So four all-time greats came out this year. Uh, Godfather 2, which I is one of the finest films of ever all time. Ever made. Yes. Ever all made. Uh, Chinatown, which is arguably the best script ever written. Genius. Yeah. yeah. And then... I want toast. Just give me a ham and cheese. No, that's five easy pieces. Oh, five easy pieces. pieces. Uh, Chinatown is uh, forget it, Jake. It's it's Chinatown. That's that's the famous line. And then of course, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks's two finest contributions to the uh, the cinema arts: Blazing Saddles. Oh, can never be remade. If it is, it won't be. Get no kick from champagne. Steady as a rock. (laughs) But this is the hand that I shoot with. And then, of course, uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh, my eyes are red! Poor Peter Boyle rolling over his grave. Fucking roller, roller, roller. (laughs) Terry Gar. Oh, my God. And Madeline Kahn. And then, of course, the great story of Walk This Way. Oh. And Joe Perry and Steven Tyler thought it was so funny that they decided to write a song about it or whatever. So, anyways. Anyway. The, yes. Let's start off with Keith. Keith, what's your uh, what's your top three movies from uh, 1974? Falling in number three. Well, it was Young Frankenstein, but we crossed him out. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, that only made number three? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm I, excited for this list. <laughs> you may not be. Um... It's it's uh, it's when you know it's one of the first films I saw with Henry Winkler in it. It's Lords of Flatbush. You just took number two. I don't know. Uh, okay, so that's uh like a new like a bunch of guys in like New York and they're like a gang yeah, like yeah. your yeah. Stallone and, and yes and Richard Gere was supposed to be in it but him and Stallone didn't get along so. Uh, Henry Winkler. Yeah, Henry Winkler. Pre-fonds. Yeah, pre-fonds. and he he's said that he'd taken the fonds off of uh, Stallone's uh, character acting, character in that. Yeah. It's, so, um, and there's so, oh, God, and there's somebody, I wanted, like, Mike, is, is there another, like, Happy Days alum, like, Michael McKean or something? In, 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 there's somebody else in there that. Oh, Squiggy died. 
Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Way to bring the energy down <laughs> wow. there, Brian. Jesus. Well, we were talking about leather jackets and <laughs> yeah, and squiggy. Yeah. Um. I'd have I, I'd have to look up the. Uh, the I don't cast. think so, but. All right. Well, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I remember that was like pre-warriors. Yeah, know, yes. like the, yeah, like fifties pre racers, pre um, happy days. It was uh, pre all of that shit, yeah. but it it had an effect on every Perry King, Sylvester Stallone, Henry Winkler, Paul Mace. Um, like I said, Richard Gere was actually did some filming, and then him and Stallone didn't get along, and they chose Stallone over. Richard Gere. Uh, it was just a great little, kind of a dark little movie yep. about living in Brooklyn. So now that I'm taking your number two, what's your number three? My number three. It's gonna be you got to go two. with it. My number two. Angie Dickinson, William Shatner, Tom Skerritt. Big For years <laughs> I thought Pamela Sue Martin, and I no, was wrong. wrong. I know. <laughs> Big Bad Mama. <laughs> Big Bad Mama. <laughs> it's a great little depression era. Tom Skerritt. Is her other okay? What so like bootlegging or something like that? She's she's kind of a Bob Barker. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of a I would say it would be a loose portrayal of that. Okay. But she's a hard drinking, hard fucking gangster mama. Yeah. Gun tote babe. Oh, and Angie Dickinson, fucking Angie Dickinson. How hot was she? But yeah, it's uh, it's a fun little film if you yeah. like those kind of period pieces, and I love the Depression era gangsters. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so fun little mo- movie. All right, well, good choice. Uh, Thank you, Keith. How are we doing on your pick so far? Because uh, Keith, Keith, of I, course, I, I, you know, I I originally thought that cu- just because of Angie Dickinson, I'm like, I don't want to just, you know, bring Brian down to the base nudity, so. Bring Brian right. out of the base nudity, because that's all it ever boils down to. Thank for you for making me seem deeper than I am. <laughs> all right. Well, my number three is uh, <coughs> is uh, a great. Uh, it's a weird ass sports movie. The Longest Yard. Number one. Well, that's my that's number two. Number, that was number one. Okay. That's my number two. All right. Uh, Fucking a. Yes. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds at his fight, like oh. the best Burt Reynolds Richard ever. Keel, uh, Eddie Alberts. Who was the bald guard? Uh, what's his name? Oh shoot! He broke my nose. Yeah, he broke my freaking nose. Oh, Richard, Ke- when Richard Keel closed, I think he bro- broke his fucking neck. I broke his neck. I broke his fucking neck. That was yeah. uh, what a great prison football, like yeah. in Texas, and like uh, just and. Guards versus the guards inmates. versus the inmates. It's just it, it, there's something about that movie that's just I don't know. It's like so seventies and and I'm gonna say the remake with Adam Sandler I, and Chris Rock. One of the few one of the few really Adam Sandler good. movies that yeah. I actually think really, really good. Yes. pretty good. But uh, what a uh, oh. all right. <laughs> well, we're tripping all over everybody else's yep. list here. So Keith, do you have right. a backup for your uh, number a two? Backup for number two. I will go down further on the list, but I will go. Uh, uh, just because I'm a dog lover, Benji. You don't, you don't like Benji? I think I actually saw that in the theater, but I remember I nothing about it. Did, did he, does he get fucking lost? Benji? Is it, yeah, Benji. <laughs> I don't even think I wrote that on my fucking runner-up oh, go- list. <laughs> oh, sorry. I love Benji. 
Benji. Okay. Does he get lost or yeah, something? Yeah, he does. Okay. Well, there, there were like four or five Benji films. Oh, yeah. No, Benji was a perennial. Yeah. And they were like every year a new Benji film would come out. I, so I, I was like, I, I remember seeing it. I don't remember any. Like, the only thing I remember is like he got lost and he, he had to like lost. fight a bear or something like that. No, I think this one is later ones he fights a bear. He's like a little. <laughs> yeah, he's like a little terrier or something and he fights <laughs> a bear. bear. What hmm. Joe Camp was his trainer? I can't remember. I can't remember the people in it. <laughs> you just remember, well, dude, dog films are not about the people. I, yeah, no. And I have not, I have not, I didn't go back and watch it. I should have. All right. I uh, didn't expect it to come up. I, I assumed it was going to be a, oh, yeah, don't forget Benji. Not like, okay. Might be not my favorite. All right. Top. Well, Brian, what's your, uh, no one's got my number one. What's your, do you have like a backup number Challenge. two here? I do. Okay. I do. I'm going to have to find my backup number one, but. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Clint Eastwood, Jeff Bridges, ah, George okay. Kennedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine Bach, Gary Busey, yeah. Thunderbolt, and Lightfoot. Lightfoot. Uh, that is my number three with an asterisk, in case that was my backup <laughs> one. Uh, like an, like it's, it's just that, that Clint Eastwood like feel to the movie. Yep. Uh, it's a great heist where they rob a, a, a safe with a, a, like a recoilless rifle cannon or something like that. Uh, Jeff Bridges is like the young partner and stuff uh-huh. like that. He, could, he, he surprised he could, gets dressed in drag and surprises like the security guard and stuff like that. It's, re- it's really cool seventies movie. It's a, it's, a, it's a great little and, and and George Kennedy. Yeah, and George yeah. Kennedy is like the heavy and stuff he, like I that. I don't remember Everything. Catherine Bach in it, but someone have to read really. It. How is that the one you I forget? know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Must have been a great movie. <laughs> it was. It was a fun little film. I haven't seen that like in forever. Okay. All right, well, my number two, and I got to go with the old standby here. Um, I saw this one at a drive-in. If any of you kids remember, know what drive-ins are, though they're making a comeback. That would be the only theaters that survive. Uh, Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Oh, my God. Knew I that didn't it was on there. see that. Knew that was on there. Uh, it's got oh. uh, John Wayne's son is Sinbad, Patrick Wayne. Uh, it's got Catherine Monroe, who's just gorgeous. Bond girl. Uh, and then um, some of the g- better uh, Harryhausen sequences, uh, the Kali statue yeah. with the six yeah. arms. That's why I didn't Skeleton pick it. Skeleton Warriors? Yeah. Skeleton was in Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, I am just off on my movies completely. Uh, but it's got the the troglodyte uh, caveman with the horn yeah. versus the uh, the griffin. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I th- yeah, this is the one, and it's got the Minotaur, which is like the clockwork uh, golden minotaur guy that the sorceress puts together or whatever. But yeah, I uh, <clears throat> got to go with Harry House whenever I have the opportunity. So that's my number two. That, that was on my list for you. I, I, I didn't even put it. That would have been probably even my number three if it wasn't for a fact I know. All right, Keith, what's your uh, what's your final one? My first, my top one. No one's gonna have it. Well, maybe. I, I he scares me. Uh, Year without a Santa Claus. Nope. Year without a Santa Claus came out. Th- I yes, totally missed Year that. Year without a Santa Claus. I missed that. My <laughs> absolute, if not my favorite, really close to my favorite. Christmas movie, besides Die Hard, maybe. Uh, You know, Heat Miser, Cold Miser, Mother Nature. Santa Claus doesn't think people care about him anymore. Great rendition of Blue Christmas. You'll have a Blue Christmas Christmas without you, yes. And then, of course, the theme songs for Heat Miser and and Cold Cold Miser. Miser. Back in the day, my buddy's uh, band covered them. They did did Heat Miser like a poison song, and they they, um, mashed up... uh, 
Heat Miser and, and uh, Iron Man from Black Sabbath. It was. I wish I had a rec- nice. recording of it. it. Was fucking brilliant. Love that movie. Absolute favorite. That has that weird. No, I'm thinking of a whole nother one. Sorry. <laughs> no, come on. That's the Bumble. Bumble's bo- no. Bumble's bounce. No, that's that's Rudolph. <laughs> Bumble's ba- the the island of misfit toys. That's Rudolph. I got it. Wow, there's a long story with that, but how fun. <laughs> All right, Brian. What's your uh, what's your number one? You know what? I'm gonna go with uh, the granddaddy of all disaster films. I was waiting for a disaster film from one of you guys. Yeah, yeah. Towering Inferno. All right, so yeah. that's Paul Newman, Stephen McQueen, right? Just fucking everybody. Yeah, it's one of those like bloated casts. Yep. I'm or sure George Kennedy is in it. Uh, George yeah, Kennedy was in like every yeah, disaster in movie. Everything. The Airport 75 came out this year too, even though it's 75. <laughs> it came, came out in December of 74. Um, but yeah, I uh, that was um, at the time. I want to say I saw that first on HBO because we had HBO. Wow. <laughs> Wow, yeah, cool kids. Yeah, my mom got some deal on it. Uh, we didn't eat, but we had fucking uh, Fred Astaire. How fun! Yeah. Oh, haven't OJ seen that in a long time. I don't That's really that. hard to. I mean, you can rent it online, but find it on any streaming. It's not there because I went. Yeah. I went looking for that. I went looking for Earthquake. Oh, Dabney Coleman! I didn't know he was in there. Anything yep. with Dabney Coleman. In but yeah, that's the granddaddy of all. Is there? The fall down the elevator shaft. Yeah. And the... No, there's some crazy. There's yes. some crazy bits on that one. All right. Well, speaking of granddaddies, I'm gonna go with the granddaddy, and to me, the best Agatha Christie interpretation oh. of all time, "Murder on the Orient Express. Express." You think that was the best, huh? I do. I do. I actually. I own this movie. I. I mean, I know. You know. Obviously, I've watched it a dozen times. I know what the ending is. The ending is one of the great stingers of all time the cast is freaking phenomenal uh i gotta borrow it from you uh, i i only got that like the it's on like i got i own it like from digitally Amazon, Amazon. i'm not you keith i don't have it on laser disc um beta. Beta. <laughs> but uh albert finney as hercule Perot, <coughs> martin balsam is uh, bianca the italian you got uh Fucking like, everybody. It's yeah. like everybody's That's in That's like it. Towering Inferno on a train. Yeah. It, but it's, uh, it's <laughs> with one of the murder. best. With murder. A best. Uh, yeah, Richard Woodmark is the murder victim, and uh, it's just Spoilers. one of the best. Uh, <laughs> he gets killed in like the first 20 minutes, dude. But it's one of the best uh, mystery uh, re- resolutions. Like the whole, like, I will bring all the suspects into the room and, you know, and go through the story of how this murder occurred and stuff Whoa. like that so uh but that's uh that's uh, one of the all-time greats all right so we got like 30 seconds guys wow that's it hey i gotta mention flesh gordon i missed everything on you <laughs> being the 40th anniversary of flash gordon flesh gordon came out in 74 flesh gordon came out in 74 i thought th- i thought it would be closer to when the other one came no out. Uh-uh. um freebie and the bean great gatsby uh the man with the golden gun yeah lenny the, you ever see it Man with the Golden Gun? Lenny. Oh, Lenny. Lenny. Oh, with Lenny Bruce. Yeah. 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 Yes. Dustin Hoffman and Lenny Bruce. Great movie. Um, Some movies you guys might not have heard of. Thunderball and Lightfoot. Yes. You said that already. Did I? (laughs) I didn't think I did. Oh, because that was a backup. (laughs) Uh, There's movies. There's a movie called The Beast Must Die. A guy brings people to an island he owns, and he's hunting a werewolf. One of them is a werewolf. 
and at towards the end they, they give you a thirty second break to come up with who you think is a werewolf before they reveal. Is it like Dan Curtis or something like that? I no, it's that's like, fucking cool. Uh, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm digging that. Or Richard Matheson or something. That sounds like one of the, one of their deals I, or whatever. I you don't know who wrote it, but I actually ended up watching it. It's available on Tubi, I believe. Oh, cool. Huh. Uh, you had uh, what else? Let me go. It's alive. Oh, dude, the movie poster oh. that <laughs> scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Oh, all right, so uh, the Street Fighter series came out of, of Japan this year. So, Sonny Chiba, if you want to see where Quentin Tarantino gets a lot of his shit, check that out. And I'm surprised neither one of you guys mentioned this. Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. And let us know what you think. Mandalorian isn't a race. It's a creed. And part of that creed is to warn you, there are spoilers ahead. This is the way. All right, well, 2020 as a whole really sucks, but the one thing that does not is my favorite TV show, The Mandalorian. So uh, we have a lot of catching up to do here, gentlemen. So uh, let's start off with the episode The Siege, which was uh, written by Favreau and directed by Carl Weathers. Uh And this sees uh, The Mandalorian return to Navarro to repair the Razor Crest. And he gets... uh, Drawn into a little something uh, with uh, Cardoon and uh, Grief Karga, and it's the raid on a uh, an Imperial uh, station. You know what they've they've uh, they've elevated the humor in the series a great deal. The, not no over what uh, they just no. There's a lot of funny like the the Razor Crest being all beat to shit. That pissed me off. Dude. And sputtering and <laughs> pop, 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 pop. that was the funniest. I knew it was going to be repaired. But it was funny. It became as it a was, speed buggy. Yeah, it was. It was funny. Uh, All right. So, uh, what was the uh, what was the good coming out of this? Cardoon and uh, what's his name? Whoever. Greek Carga. Yeah, uh, I don't remember anybody's fucking names. <laughs> Carl Weathers. Bob. Bob. Cardoon and Bob. To them going back to that because I the, the chemistry of those characters together is great. Yeah, I and love I love that about the whole series. They keep on going back to characters. Yes. They're, they're, they're creating the world. They're, they're refining the world. I really like that. Yes, uh, I like what the, what they've done. I mean, they kind of cleaned up the town and uh, there's a statue well. of IG Eleven. Yeah, that's, yes. that's one of my goods. IG Eleven. I went. I had to go back and watch. That was him. Holy shit! It was uh, so. It was just a fun episode to go back to. Okay, uh, you know what I did the the siege part of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the title. All right, Keith. What were your goods? I I my I G eighty eight. I like I love the fact that even when he's drinking soup with the child, he's to, he's sitting there leaving his helmet on. He just lifts his helmet. Uh, that up was bit. one where I was looking at it going, okay, I I, I that was kind of split on that one. Like he's that devoted. He's a fanatic. But that's what they said. Okay, like, it, wouldn't that be the, the place where you would take your helmet off? Not there's someone I else know. there. There's, the child's there. If he was alone, he might take it he, off. We, well, maybe we would, because yeah, he's done yeah, it before. Yeah, yeah, but the child's there, so he can't. Okay. Okay, he, I he, thought he, that, that you did only reveal your face to your closest people or whatever, and I thought maybe that, and maybe that's, they were establishing that the, the child, he doesn't consider the child his, I don't know, his son He's or trying whatever. to get rid of him. He's yeah. trying to get him somewhere. To... You know what I think, I... As as it goes on, I think more and more he does. Uh, he and will, I think yeah. That's and hard I think that'll for him. happen. I think that's hard for him. 
Since you're uh, a kid, you lived this way, and then yeah, the, okay, the, no, the break I, that's I, hard. Okay, breaking, breaking. I, I don't think I don't think he has a lot of emotional attachments, and now he does, and he had it almost instantly with the child. I, I think that's going to play a part. Well, yeah, I know it's. I'm sure play it is. Part, yeah, right? of course okay. it is. Okay, what else? Okay, you what, that was it. What do you got? Okay. Jumping the speeders off the cliff, so like the one, the big marauder one that the the heroes are in, and then the speeder bikes come up. I've always thought I, that's ever since I first saw the speeder bikes in in uh, in Return uh, Return of the Jedi. I've often I've I've wondered like what's the limitations of that, and could you jump off? You know, could you jump the Grand Canyon? And and apparently Dave Filoni and <clears throat> Favreau and all these guys had the same thought because they, they finally did it. did it, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was just fucking great. Yeah. And then this is actually in two parts on my list. Ooh, the fact that they brought up, and I, I'm going to use their terminology, the M count, because I, I refuse to use. Oh, I refuse. Now, it's not on another part of my list, but the fact that they called it an M count and they they made it palatable to people who fucking despise mid fucking chlorians. That's a stupid. I, thing I thought they. I thought that it was well done in in the. And why they they want the child? I thought that that the M count and that was okay. I see where why, why the child is so wanted now. Yes, so. I have another good actually. Okay, unless you no, I'm done. Uh, Those were my good. I I, lo- I like the fact that they finally explained why the child gets sleepy after he uses the force and why he's always hungry because he's been drained of all the his M count. So he's trying to rebuild it up. Yeah. Sort of like when you give blood. You're supposed to eat a cookie and drink some orange juice and, and to rebuild the blood up. So, But they've so, shown that with Yoda. Um, Yoda falls asleep when he uses the Force? There's always a minute, like when he, in in, uh, in the prequel, in the last one. Um, what was the last prequel? The bad, uh, prequel? The, 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 uh, the shit that we Revenge hate. of the Sith? Revenge That's of the it, Sith. Yeah. Thank you. I don't feel bad because you all struggled. Uh, but when he lifts the thing with... Uh, Dooku, he knocks over the big tower he didn't thing. Pass out? No, he, but he, what he does is he moves it, and then he kind of, oh, yeah, well, he, you know, and he's always doing. Oh. He was stupid too. He should just dropped it on the ship, moved it the other way, and then well, Dooku yeah, can okay, get away. Okay, he's not the brightest guy on the planet. He's, but he's also nine hundred fifty at that point. He's ending. He's getting near his end of his life. It's like, but so this one's at the beginning. But they do show that using the force in big ways. Uh, Unless you're Darth Vader, you can bring down ships and not even sweat it. He's powerful. <laughs> He's powerful. Oh, so is this thing. Ahsoka did the same thing in, in Clone Wars. Okay. All right, all right. Okay. So anyway, uh, if that's everybody's good, what were yes. uh, what were some of the bads? Whatever Keith has. Okay, my bad. My one bad is, and it, it's all on them. If they didn't show this fucking... Uh, designs at the end of the episodes, it wouldn't even be a bad. But at the end of the episode, they show that little lizard thing that Cardane oh, takes weasel in, or whatever. shooting fire. Yeah. That and it didn't a... shoot fire in the episode. So I'm like, I got and watched it and I went, fuck, that would have been cool. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> and they didn't. The walrus men at the beginning where they're going to eat the, the, little, the weasel. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, in the end, Art, they had him breathing fire. Yeah, he's, he's holding up and shooting fire at him. That would have been on. That, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, don't show me that. If you didn't put it in there, don't show me something cooler than you what know you what? did. There's been more than one comment I've heard about the ending. Oh well, yeah, design. I know. They're great and wonderful. Yeah, you know, yeah. Him on a do back. They didn't they, do that either. Yeah, but this, they, they this do was a lot little of... lizard shooting fire. <laughs> All right, that was my only bad. <laughs> on. That was your only bad. All right, I actually have more than that. Okay, so I, like I said, M count. 
M count appears on the bad list because I don't think they should have ever mentioned it ever fucking again, but it makes sense in the sense of the story. So there's that. All right, Keith, you finally won me over as far as the Baby Yoda marketing shit. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, using the Force to steal cookies. That was fucking yeah, he, great. That was a great. He's scene. evil. He's gonna be evil. I'm telling you, he's gonna be. Darth Dark Guru, side, but anyways, but stop. He is okay, and once and I and, I, and I, he sold the cookies. Okay, that's all cute and stuff like that. And I'm going, well, I wonder where you can buy the where you can buy them cookies. Sure enough, some fucking boutique fucking bakery out of California or something. Oh, is it William Sonoma? You can buy the fucking cookies for like six of them for like fifty fucking dollars, dude. Dozen for fifty bucks. But uh, Favreau went on baking with Babish. And showed you how to make them? And showed you how to make them. Not only that, they taste better than the uh, Williams-Sonoma. Oh, okay. Well, that I just thought that that... I looked at that and said, w- I wonder when they're going to start selling yes. fucking cookies. And then... I, you're, I'm probably going to be controversial about this. That's, That's my job. The opening sequence when he's got Baby Yoda in the, like, uh, the, the engine or whatever, and he's trying to get him to fix... Fucking funny. See, you guys, saw, and I'm just like thinking, like, dude, you don't put a fucking baby in the fucking engine of a starship trying to 50. get fifty. He's still like he's a you baby. Know what? You know, first of all, I'm tired of this. Oh, baby, baby, baby. They gotta fucking earn their pay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All they do is eat and shit. No, you gotta earn a little. Cash, gas, ass. Yeah, cash, gas, ass. Nobody rides. Figure for it free. out, Yoda. Oh, why I do this? I have no idea. All right, because it's fun. It was a fun little scene. It was useless, but I, I, I agree just, I with thought you. It was, I thought it's, it was my my paternal instincts kicked in there. So you maybe could, I, uh, you could see it coming. It, it, okay, maybe that was it too. All right, so we're the uh, we're their huzz in this one. Again, my huh is the stealing, killing little bastard, green. Gab of whatever uh, the child, he's just gonna be evil. He does, he does whatever he wants. He doesn't listen. He takes whatever he wants. No, he's a little fucker. Like children. I mean, really. And my kill, my children starts eating like people's babies and stuff. Oh, I'm gonna smack him. You know what? Did you have fucking eggs? Do you ever eat eggs? I don't like eggs. Okay, you know what? I love a good omelet. <laughs> I'm not going to look at the baby Yoda scene. These are unfertilized eggs, the same that we eat by the fucking millions right, the, every year. Stop the shit. This, that the, that subject, that tauntaun has been beaten to death. So, but he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. He's Don't a child. do that. Don't do that. He's funny. He's funny. <laughs> He's funny. You know what? The flicking of the switch thing was funny as shit. When he when in the first season, when he's talking to him, but he reaches over and flicks the switch. Baby Yoda's funny. He's he's a, he's more of a child. He's mischievous. He's it's not evil. Jesus Christ! Wait until we wait until we get to our third review today. <laughs> All right, Brian, do you have any hosts? You know what? I I um, I'm appreciating that they're showing a little bit more of the story. I don't know that I'm all that interested. Honestly, because it's dragged out for so long, and as to why they want the child. Okay. You know it's evil. Well, you they, know there's evil intent. They just so I, I don't. Why they, this is the episode they explained why they want the child. Because well, of the M count. Yeah. Because of blood. But they're trying to. It looks like they're trying they're to. They're cloning and they're making shit. Yes, exactly. So they're trying to give <clears throat> Jedi powers to. To to, to 
to oh, Snoke, Snoke or the Emperor. Right. Is, sure it, is, are they making Snoke? Are they, is I that hope what not. They're That'd doing? be stupid because he was a waste of... He was a waste of fucking time. But but at, at this point, they they kind of... That little subplot to me... Okay. It's just kind it's of not... a... It's a dangling thread that doesn't need to be there. Okay. Oh. Okay. I, well, you got, you've got enough going on with the Darksaber... You got enough going on with uh, Moff Tarkin or Moff uh, Gideon. You don't need this this subplot that they see, really kind of come back to every fifth episode. See, I don't care about Moff Gideon and Storch because I don't know what it's about. That's that's where where my problem with that is. I don't. Okay, it's the guy from Breaking Bad. He's got a big black sword. Oh boy, can't cut through Beskar. So <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I, I'm the opposite. I, I care more about these people because I've seen what they are and what they do than, than Moff Gideon. So, quick recap. Darksaber was made by the first Mandalorian Jedi. The only Mandalorian Jedi. The legend is that he who holds the Darksaber uh, rules Mandalore. So, it's Excalibur. Got it. So, it, it's the Mandalorian equivalent of Excalibur. Yeah. Uh, Bo-Katan had it. Lost it. Wants it back. Wouldn't every Mandalorian want it? No. To rule? No. Because it's it Mandalore is, is um it's kind of a feudal system. You've got to be part of a family and you've got to have the breeding and you got and no, so there are Mandalorians who don't want who wouldn't want the Darksaber because they don't want to lead Mandalore. Uh, not everyone wants to be king. Uh, so I think there'd like be more be than cook. just the one. Uh, but even there is a feud- fight. Even feudal Japan, that's why it was called feudal. There, there, there's a fight for the dark saber. Uh, it's not like she's the only one looking for okay. it. And and she had it stolen from her. Darth uh, Maul had the the dark saber, which is where you get the Maldalorians, which is the armorer. No, I read the book. He, he it was he. The intent was not to make her a Maldalorian. It was just to make her more tribal or like shamanistic looking. The right. horns. So they it, added the Maldalorian touch. If you, I looked at the Maldalorians. They had the ring of horns. She did uh-huh. not have a ring of horns. She had a line of horns going across her helmet. Read the book. Which book? <laughs> the Art of the Mandalorian. It's right over there. Yeah, you know what? Bullshit. She has a ring of horns. She's a Maldalorian. It's not a ring of horns. I, you know what? Look Just at it again. She's you a... didn't intend for it to be... Uh. Why did you even put the fucking <laughs> okay. thing on there? So that's the Darksaber. Is, is he who holds the Darksaber. All right. Well, my haws actually are for the entire series, movies, and everything like that. I know the Empire's evil. They don't ha- they, they don't have OSHA. Because everything that the Empire builds that's some critical element to the operation of some station is on this precariously perched Because they don't give a shit if ledge, people fall off. They're, they're, they're and all the controls are, are, are over some, like, you know, giant crevice or lava flow, and there's no guardrails! OSHA would shut these guys down in a second. Well, that's because they don't care about people getting hurt. Because they're evil. Because they're disposable. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't put a lot of, they don't put a lot of PPE in it. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, well, that was my only how. What was, was there any glee coming out of this one, boys? Okay, well, he thinks. I actually, I actually had a chuckle when, uh, I don't know, what's, what's the blue guy's name? Uh, it was funny. He fun when he goes. I still can't see out of my left eye. Yeah. Going back to when when Han was blind from the carbonite. Yeah, I thought it that was, was cool. a good a good throwback. Yeah. I liked uh, the the cloning part. I, I it looked like it could be the Emperor, which harkens back to the comic book Dark Empire, where 
the emperor had a bunch of clones made of him so he could transfer his consciousness and exist. That's how he stayed alive. I actually kind of thought that was cool because I, I read the comics, and not much cartoons, evidently. I love the dog fight. The dog fight the was dog fight cool was as hell. Freaking awesome. I don't remember the dog fight. We're, at when the, the end, when Main Lauren comes and saves him from the X-Wings. The TIE oh, Fighters. Yes. Fighters. With, with, the, fighters. with the refurbished yeah. Razor Crush, and he's yeah. fucking flying yeah. like a fucking bat out of hell. It was, that was fucking What's awesome. really cool, he goes up after the other one, and he comes down, and as he's coming down, you can hear the metal creaking. They actually took and, and put physics in it. <laughs> it was the stress of switching from going up to going down. They had creaking noises. I'm like, oh, someone actually did research on that. I thought that... I, I, don't know why, but I got a lot of glee out of the fact that they actually thought it through. But what's your glee, Lance? Um, well, and again, this appears twice on my list. The fact that the and I don't remember the the alien blue guy, the the, the comic relief. But when he goes, "Hey, I'm not going over there. There's no guardrail." Yeah. <laughs> I thought that like somebody finally called the Empire on their bullshit was hysterical. And then my absolute glee was the Marauder, which was. My favorite Star Wars toy growing up, it was, like, not in any of the movies. It was something that Kenner came up with. It was, like, a little Imperial tank, and you could put your stormtroopers on the yes, side. Yes, so. it was a remake of a different toy. Exactly, and it's it was... I, I just felt that Filoni and Favreau was, like, that was my favorite toy growing up, so, God damn it, we're putting it in an episode. And then there was the great, like, hey, that's an Imperial Marauder. Do you know how much money we can get for that? I just thought that was absolutely brilliant. So that was my glee. Brian, did you have any glee? Uh, you know, not really. Okay, not really. All right. Yeah. So what was the uh, what was the star rating on this one, boys? I gave it a four point five. Four point five. I really wow. liked this episode a lot. A three. Okay, I thought it was. Yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit in between you guys. I, I was gonna say it's a little bit better than average. I was gonna say maybe like a three and a half star episode. All right, let us know what you think. All right, so we come to our next episode of The Mandalorian, The Jedi. Directed by Dave Filoni and written by Jon Favreau. And been waiting to hear your opinion on this one, Brian. So The Mandalorian goes to find uh, uh, where Bo-Katan sends her. Goes to the planet, the moon planet of, I believe it was Trask, to find Ahsoka Tano. They just took it out of the gate from the opening sequence... How fucking cool. Um, Rosario Dawson just nails. She was a cute, was just killer in this. Just fucking nails Ahsoka. And that was the big concern. You know, there was a lot of uh, fan concern over part of what makes Ahsoka Ahsoka is the voice. And we're all used to that. Rosario Dawson just nailed it. Well, and that's why I think they were trying to get for, you know, the 40-year-old, 50-year-old... You know, not knowing Rosario Dawson's age or whatever, but she's you know a middle aged lady or whatever. They were trying to go from from get a you know get to to the point where she was an old grizzled veteran Jedi type of thing, and I thought <coughs> show was she's perfect. only in her forties. Okay, no, I, I, I thought she was like 30s, perfect. Early 40s. Yeah, I thought it was no, she yeah. was perfect. She uh, absolutely, absolutely nailed for what and and you know what you can argue with me now. I I don't care. I think that the most important character in Star Wars today is Ahsoka. Uh, she's the most well-rounded. She's Sounds most, like she's getting a movie deal or something out of it. She's this. got a movie deal. I, they're going with the movie. Uh, they were going with the series. She may be getting both. Uh, I know for the spinoffs, she's going to be in all of them. But uh, as far as this episode goes, she really 
Uh, I want the series. All right. All uh, right. Did you have any goods other than? I mean, I knew this was going to be your. That was going to be your. Big it was thing. a great story. Uh, I love how they said it. it. It had a real samurai feel yep. to it, uh, which was cool. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a story that's been done a thousand times. But it it still it it was brilliant. They kind of gave her a different motivation. They gave Ahsoka a different motivation. They gave the magistrate, I thought, a different motivation. Yeah. No. I. Uh, okay. All right, Keith. What uh, what good did you have coming? I out? had Rosario Dawson was awesome in it. I had that opening sequence is phenomenal. Yeah, the opening sequence. <sighs> it, it's amazing. It's that a, was the best. And correct. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a little rusty on everything, and I haven't seen all of the cartoons and stuff like that. However, to me, that was the best Jedi sequence. That showed you how damn dangerous the fucking Jedi were. Just like. The only thing that was like giving her away was when she fired the lightsabers off, and she was moving in and out of the smoke, and it was just—it was fantastic. I mean, like, like breathtaking. There was, uh, there was never a point where the outcome of the battle was in doubt. Yeah, no, you from her perspective. Yeah, there was never a point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, what else did you got, Keith? That—that's the good I had. All right. Well, I, I, um, the, um, what to your point, Brian? That th- this episode really had an old. 60s, 70s Japanese samurai. Like, to me, like, the burnout trees were like the bamboo fields and stuff like that. It was just, it was fantastic. Uh, the opening sequence. Um, I thought there was a couple of times when Ahsoka was communicating with, and we find it out in this episode, Grogu. Uh, when she's communicating, and it was like, he's like, like, like there's one part where, like, the Mandalorian's carrying him away, and he's like, the baby's looking at her, and she kind of, like, gives a little nod and a smile, like, they're communicating. There's something going on between them that nobody's getting. Yeah, like she understands him on a level that I think is going to show up later, where you're going to find out at the end of season three or something. Like he's been playing at being a baby the entire time, and he's much wiser than he actually is, or something like that. He's I- evil. So we're going to get Darth Grogu out of yes. this. Yes. Anyways, and then um, I was debating whether to put this under my glee, but when. They, she goes to take the city, and she jumps up on the wall, and she just cleaves that big bell in half. Rarely have lightsaber gags, like, wowed me. That was just fucking awesome, dude. And then there was, like, the one she pulls the gun out, and she, like, kind of just looks him off, and the guy runs the other. Just fucking, that's what a Jedi is. That was, it was just fucking brilliant. All right, uh, what were the, uh, was there any bads coming out of this one? You know what, Ahsoka Tano's um, fighting style, predominantly she holds the lightsabers backwards. Okay, you, you would be more of an expert on that. And, and she, did, she did have that backwards, when she was fighting the magistrate, yeah. she did have that kind of backwards grip. But yeah. most of the time, she didn't. No. And uh, and that bothered me a little bit. I didn't. I thought the fight scenes were great. Uh, please don't, I'm not, but I didn't think that they, I think that they could have been better. I think she could have been more fluid, and and you're comparing um, animation to real life. Animation to real yeah. life, but there were a couple of points where they pulled it off so well that you you go, okay, now I can make the comparison. Okay, uh, so that for me was was, uh, but outside of that, that's almost more like a haul. Like you were, that's more of like a nitpick almost. That's there, a right? nitpick. It, yeah. it, but that was the only thing that kind of took me out. Okay. But no, uh, okay. and that was small. Okay, small. Keith, what'd you have? Uh, what'd you have, Ben? Uh, 
didn't really, other than thieving little Gorgo, Grogu, Grogu, Gurgle, whatever his name is, Gurgle, <laughs> Gurgle and Pushpin. Yeah, exactly. Gurgle the. All right. Thieving. I don't know if this is so much a bad, uh, but I had a problem with it, and I and it, it, when the uh, when the Mandalorian first goes out to seek out Ahsoka, and all of a sudden she, it's just like lightsabers blaze, and she's jumping. That's my huh. I just, I thought that was, like, a little, like... No, because they have a history. Who oh, is The Mandalorian doesn't. Ahsoka and the Mandalorians. But Bo-Katan's a Mandalorian... Mandalorian people. Bo-Katan's a Mandalorian right. friends with. He didn't have a gun drawn. He didn't have any weapons. Plus, he had the little... And... Little, little frog with him. Wait. And... First of all, he's a Mandalorian. Okay, so you're just... Can she tell that? Wait. Well, that's what yeah. the armor is. Oh. Because well, so, he's so, fucking dressed like that, and you wouldn't be dressed like that if you weren't a Mandalorian. Well, no, no, but, but so is Bo-Katan. <laughs> Bo-Katan like is a Mandalorian. Did she attack her right away when she met her? No, but here's the difference, and this is why I'm going to say that. First of all, she knows the Mandalorian people. The Jedi and the Mandalores don't get along. I understand that. They may, may... And, and it's a tense, and, and Bo-Katan and Ahsoka, that's tense when they meet. And it's tense at the Siege of Mandalore uh, when they're working together. Again. The Bo-Katan doesn't want him there. Bo-Katan doesn't trust the Jedi. The only reason that she trusts Ahsoka is because Ahsoka essentially took down Maul and freed the Mandalorian people. So it's Ahsoka, not the Jedi. Well, I, but just, secondly, she's also in a situation where they're sending bounty hunters after her. I understand that, too. And so he they send a Mandalorian. He didn't have a weapon drawn. He, was he carrying, is a weapon. He was carrying a Jedi with him. She could sense that, that thing. Uh, so how does she not... Because no, well, he's not killing that Jedi. Why'd you... Everybody who's coming into that realm is coming there to kill her, and so a Mandalorian, you don't you don't want to go. Are you here to kill me, or are we going to be friends? No, you just jump in. The no, only reason that they showed that the best car could could stop a lightsaber. That's the only. Well, thing. they had to show that. Yeah, that's the only thing, reason they had. Well, we knew that, but anyway. That was my big no. Hunt. That that absolutely made sense to me. She would not have held back. It would have been full. It just would have been okay. All right, I'll take your word for it. So Keith, your hall was the uh, was that that scene in particular, and also the timing. He happens to show up as all this is going on, as she gives him one day, and it's like the the timing is really convenient Dude, in this whole show. <laughs> well, you got one day. Oh, okay, there's a nit. That's just a fucking nitpick. That's all what right. I said. That's a huh. <laughs> a huh is a nitpick. I am right? absolutely going to. Uh, listen to this one, just so I could hear that blatant dismissal. <laughs> Again. Uh -huh, is it All right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's the timing of this show is amazing, because it all works Well, out. yeah, but you have to have it. You kind of have to have it in order to... Again, it's, it's a, it's, uh, just whatever. Okay. Brian, did you have any huzz? Did you have any nitpicks? Other than... No. Ahsoka's fighting sound? Just, just the, okay. the, I wanted to see more of the backwards. That's all. Okay. Did you have any nitpicks? I, you know what? This isn't so much a nitpick as it had me scratching my head. What the hell happened to poor Michael Bean? My God. No, I just, I like, I mean. He's he, fucking old. He, but it was, there was have just you, something. There was something. No, no, no. Seriously. I like, I was at the point where I was looking up like, did he have a stroke? Was he seriously ill? I mean, shot in the head by Val Kilmer. No, it just he seemed like I don't know. He was like slurring his words, and he, he was just big he, in the eighties. He just seemed like he was That's just forty years silt, sick or something. I just I he felt bad. I really, it, 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 I, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him because yeah. he, he didn't look like it. I mean, like he didn't I, even look like a good version I, of his old self. He looked like a sick version. I of his didn't old even self. realize it was him. 
till the credits. Um, <laughs> oh, it's part Michael. of my glee. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that, Michael Bean's out of shape. All right, well, okay, let's roll on to glee. Yeah. What was your? Okay, obviously, other than the he entire did, he did farewell. God damn, I look better than you. Okay, well, obviously we've uh, you got a, <coughs> this is your uh, this is your gal here. So what was your glee? Uh, other than Osoka. okay, so let's first start <coughs> with Ahsoka and Rosario Dawson's performance. So nailed the character, uh, matured the character, uh, absolutely nailed it. Just nailed it. Paid 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 credit to it. Didn't um, didn't do anything crazy. I it, I thought she was perfect for it. She had the look for it. The the way they had her looking, she had the orange skin, the blue eyes, and she was perfect, and she did so well. Uh, oh uh, no, I'm just here to talk. I'm just here to talk. Oh, please tell me it's about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was so cool. That's, that's what I meant. She could sense the the, the little right. frog. So right, and she probably could sense other things, but yeah. At the beginning, it's just a Mandalorian, and she's got to take him out. Um, then my question would be why both Gatan centered there, knowing that Ahsoka's going to attack him. I don't know that she knew that. Okay. <laughs> but I didn't. I don't think she knew that the Magistrate was sending bounty hunters after her all the time. So yeah. I think given that situation, and he would have been the most dangerous bounty hunter to come walking out of the forest of all of them. Their fight, uh, when he wraps her up and she jumps over the... You, you get the sense she's almost toying with him. When she cuts the fucking cables with the lightsabers, and then whips around, and that's when he's like, no, I just want to talk, I just want to talk. The bigger story that they got with Groku and really got much more of the story. Uh, and then really kind of established that relationship between Grogu and the Mandalorian. He really sees you as a father. And and the Mandalorian is now getting really attached to, to Baby Yoda. I, I know his name is Gurgle, but we're not going to... Uh, we're going with Gurgle, huh? <laughs> okay. I am. Okay. That's one. Gurgle and anyway, first of all, the the episode name that they gave at the beginning was the Sorceress. Yeah, no, that's that's what I saw. In and line they two. didn't, yeah, you you didn't get that they changed the name until the name came up, and I thought that was fucking awesome because we all knew this was the Ahsoka episode. Yeah. We all knew it's the Sorceress, and I actually really liked that title for it. I actually liked that title too because that because you were looking at it from the that was the title from the Mandalorian standpoint. Yes, yes, exactly, and. uh but when it came up, the Jedi, you, ah, the only, the only letdown for me in the entire episode is she didn't get on the fucking ship when he left. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Keith, what were your, do you have any glee coming out of this one? I actually, good glee, whatever. It was, uh, I loved the, uh, the way they, they liked the thing. When she's going to fight the magistrate. The lightsabers are reflecting off the water, and ref- even though you know they're not actually there, they're, yeah. ref- they're taking the time to reflect it off the water to cast the proper shadows. It reflects off the Beskar. She, she, they actually do a fantastic job of keeping it, like, like perfectly done. It's hard to nitpick that stuff, uh, and the the Grand Animal Thrawn. I, I, I sort of went when they, when they, <laughs> <laughs> I squeaked like a little I'm like great I, I, I read I read the books when they came out and he's he was awesome character I don't know him from the cartoons he was awesome in the cartoons but I, I he was better than awesome in the cartoons I knew him from Air the Empire and uh the Doomsday whatever it was the three books Timothy Zahn wrote that that were the prequels after Return 
And it was just, he was a cool character. And then I got a little depression because I go, oh, they're not going to do Mara Jade, who I really like too. And they, they've For the uninitiated, that's, that's Luke's wife. Luke's wife, uh, the Grand Admiral Thrawn's right hand. Uh, yeah, she, she was force sensitive. Really cool character. That um, You don't know that? You don't know that bitch? I t- <laughs> you don't know that? You don't know that? Yeah, you they're already talking bitch. casting for for Luke Skywalker during this time period, so. Uh, they're talking about, what's his name? Uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Sebastian Stan? Yeah. And they're looking for Hamill's sign-off on it. Uh, and if he does, and he could, and mm-hmm. why not? Uh, you know what? I'm not so, I'm not so locked into... Hamill is Luke Skywalker. You got to carry on. Well, we no, all want to see him. They already did it with Solo, so I mean, and that guy did a great job. Yeah, I did. Great I, job in a shitty film. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah, again, you've got Ahsoka, and I think that Ahsoka as a character is more important than Luke. Okay. Oh no, don't say it, Brian. Fuck you. All right, keep going. Come at me, bitch. She more important than Anakin? Yes. Yes. All right. So, uh, my glees were a the parallel duels which to me is what everything i love about star wars because you had the jedi fighting the magistrate in kind of a very samurai style and then you had the mandalorian and michael bean facing off in a very cowboy style and that to me that's the one thing about star wars that brings together all this great mythology and all the things that i like you know, from 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 the from history and stuff like that. So you had the cowboys and the samurai fighting in parallel at the same time. I thought that was just fucking brilliant. And then my final uh, glee is the magistrate, who was portrayed by an actress called uh, Diana Lee Inosanto, who is Dan Inosanto's daughter. Dan Inosanto was a protege of Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. His first one of his first students. And Diana Lee is Bruce Lee's. Goddaughter. Goddaughter. So Bruce Lee, kind of tangentially, oh, I didn't know that. has been incorporated into the Star Wars mythos, and I thought that was just fucking brilliant. All right, well, uh, putting a cap on things, uh, fellas, I'll just say it right away. This is the best episode of this show to date. A t- 100% five stars out of me. Five stars. I give it three and a half. You are a Steven, let us know what you think. So to finish up on catching up with The Mandalorian, we are at the episode The Tragedy, which was written by uh, John Favreau and directed by one of my favorites, Robert Rodriguez. Had to. And uh, this is The Mandalorian taking Grogu to a Jedi... Um, I don't know. Magic uh, Stone. Magic Stone. Stonehenge. Yeah, <laughs> a Jedi Stonehenge, if you will. And uh, things develop from there. So, what was the good? Absolutely loved the opening sequence where he's fucking with Gurgle. <laughs> and he keeps saying his name. <laughs> that to me. And chuckling. Getting like the dog, like the dog turning his yes. head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just fucking with him. And... and we really don't get to see that side of the Mandalorian. Well, no, they're starting to show him them bonding. He's him kind of playful. With yeah, 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 and it's 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 becoming a more father and son type of deal now. Okay, uh, so that was that was excellent. Um, oh, we'll get that's Glee. That's Glee. 
That's Glee. Go on with your goods. <laughs> I actually thought it was really cool to find out what uh, Tuscan Raider staff, how you could use that in fighting. That's a little bit lower down on my list. Really? That's a lot lower down on I my list. I thought it was list. cool to see the, you know, the hook thing. Wow. I'm like, I'm like this yes. is cool. This is a badass weapon. Yeah. All you see in the <laughs> The worst edit ever in film history. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you see. And so, so uh, Lucas didn't change it. <laughs> and, you know, that the whole thing that, that made, like, uh, you know, Boba, like, a badass fighter. And I thought that oh, was cool. Keith, you're stealing my thunder here. And, that was Glee. This and I, Glee. I actually liked the whole Kung Fu-esque TV show about him just wandering and, and everything. I thought that was cool. And this Boba Fett. You gotta remember, I hate that fucker. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the fact that, at the end, Boba Fett keeps his word. He's like, we, we, you know, I'm with you until we get Gurgle back. You know, they they almost make him a an evil character throughout. You know, you get Boba Fett the bounty hunter, yeah, and he's yeah. evil. Yeah. Well, you know, and I like that they 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 did draw that line and did not make him an evil. You might character. just mellow after almost getting eaten by a like bit. You know, it just mellows you. <laughs> Takes a little bit of a fight out. <laughs> exactly. Of you. A little bit of piss out of you. All right. Well, what was your good, Lance? Uh, well, I thought Fennec Shan was channeling John Woo in a lot of the uh, a lot of the action sequences when she's running across the the cliffside and the the, the automatic fires found her and and then she does a leap backwards and shooting stormtroopers back. I thought there was Rodriguez was Again, was channeling please. his John Woo there, and then Keith. I can't believe you, you actually gave Boba Fett some credit because I was gonna go off on right like, hey, Boba Fett finally did some shit, motherfucker. He's not a fucking prop anymore. He's not the do-nothing guy. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, it took him five years of training probably to get there, but yeah. Oh, God. God, I was so it's, I was so sure, ready to start needling you on this, and you're going, oh, Boba Fett was really cool. Once you get rid of the arrow, he can do stuff. Anyways, what was the uh, what were the bad stuffs coming out of this episode? The problem that I'm beginning to have with The Mandalorian is the same problem that I had with the last season that I watched of ER. Okay, there's an interesting parallel. No George, no, George, no George Clooney? No, it's that every episode is becoming a season finale. Yeah, they're leaving everyone on a cliffhanger, dude. But they're leaving it... No, what I'm saying is, is that they've, they've ramped up the expectation, the action, the... So all it is is just, uh, if you watch the last season of ER, it just kept, each episode kept trying to outdo the last one. And it just became, it just got more and more tense as you're watching. And I'm thinking, <coughs> you know, there's a point where you're not going to be able to do this. Or you're going to ruin the actual season finale. Mm. Okay. Because, or because you come down as going boring. And then also, um, merchandising. And the setting up for spinoff series. That's getting a little old. Every every episode they they bring in somebody big that you can see this is gonna be a spin-off series. And Fennec Shan and Boba Fennec Fett. Fennec Shan yeah. and Boba Fett, Bo Katana, Soka. Every every episode is bringing in They're all backdoor pilots. Yes. And uh and you could see a series coming out with Cara Dune and what's his name? Yeah. Carl Weathers. I'm just looking at it now going, okay, you're telling a good story, and I appreciate that still, but 
really you 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 need to, to focus more on the story and less on the okay. And uh, the other thing I'm going to say is that uh, there are times when Gurgle looks like an animatronic thing. He doesn't move naturally. He looked like a a, a rock when you put him up on the stone. He's it's, carrying him. You can. It didn't look real. Yeah, I mean, Chuck E. Cheese. It's yeah. got a Chuck E. Cheese feel <laughs> to it. All right, Keith. What were your uh, What were your bads? My bad is that uh, overall the whole Boba Fett sequence, the, the him being such a great fighter and using everything, made Mandalorian look like lame. It, like he 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 was such such a better fighter than Mandalorian is. Mandalorian was just like I'm going, you know, I'll I'll stand here and be a human shield. <laughs> it it kind of kind of brought down the what's supposed to be the lead character, your hero, and you're seeing this guy who's like ten times better than him. What he should be. You're building the Mandalorian, but Boba Fett walks in with a presence. And the the biggest thing that we got out of Boba Fett was that he can move a piece of carbonite and look pretty good doing it. And he screams like a girl. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got a whole bunch of hunts. <laughs> but that's, that's really it that you got from Boba Fett. They built this kind of mythos around him being one of the best ever. So if you if you're gonna have one of the best ever, you can't have a, a character that I mean the Mandalorian has proved himself so many times throughout the series, uh, but you can't you can't have these characters that are elevated, and then not show them be elevated. Boba Fett had to be. See, has I never to be I never than, considered Boba Fett to be one of the baddest. Right, characters I know, ever. but but he is considered in lore to be the best bounty hunter, the badass bounty hunter. Uh, so you you would kind of expect that he would be badass, and they really showcased that in this oh, one. Oh, they did, yes. All right. Um, What's your bad? You got a bad? I got two. Um, two. Double my bads. The, uh, I loved the variety of weapons that Boba Fett brought to bear. Yes. And how much of a badass was. I'm sorry, the knee missiles. That was a little that the, the the fucking knee missiles fucking bugged the shit oh, out of me. Oh, I was good. I was gonna complain about that, but I went back and looked, and the marshal had that same thing on him. I'm like, where to get this from? <laughs> what the knee I missile? just I just thought that was like, dude, missiles in your knee, really? I just it was a little much. And then this is I, I'm apparently uh, uh, with the rest of the Star Wars online freaking. You blew up the fucking Razor Crest. What the... Dude, that was my second favorite ship after the Millennium Falcon. You blew it the fuck up. What? I literally bought the Lego version of that and built it. It's well, sitting can, in my fucking bedroom right now. You can just tear it apart and be there. I'm not going to tear apart the <laughs> Razor Crest, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, lay pieces all over the place. <laughs> My model of the Razor Crest. <laughs> I could just buy it and open up the package and go, there's the Razor Crest, done. You don't even know the pieces. <laughs> Five or six. You just got to throw a little BB. The little ball, you just yeah. a little BB in there. A little BB in there. And, and just get like a spear. One of those sandwich little, spears. Yeah, a little <laughs> cocktail sword. Coloring. All right, Keith, well, you say you have a whole page of haws, so let's get our haws out of the way. Brian, do you have any haws? No. Okay. Um, my huzz were a, when he puts down the backpack and then he's running back towards the Stonehenge or whatever, why doesn't he grab the backpack to get there faster? 
Or even remote control it. Yeah, they've already proven that he can remote control it or yeah. whatever. So there was a. I thought that was a plot hole. Get to the kid faster. Uh, I thought that the the scene stone for the Jedi, and again, I'm not a super lore guy like you, but that struck me as like a little Lord of the Ringish, and it kind of took me out of the episode a little bit. I don't know. It was a little little little, little, little a Harry Potter, yeah, Harry Potter or something like that. I just didn't. They didn't have a Star Wars feel to it to me. This is the original planet of the Jedi. Oh, okay. So this is this is the planet where um, the Jedi formed. Okay. Both I, did, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't. Yeah. So this is this is this is the home planet okay. of yeah, the entire of, Jedi. Instead of giving the name of it, they should have said that. <laughs> well, they expect you to know. Right. <laughs> and then my last one well, was really you have fucking cuffs, baby Yoda size, really. That was the, the funniest. Fu- I thought I, that would put him in check. What the fuck, dude? My wife just watched that little scene because I was, yeah. and uh, and her first response was, "Oh my god, how cute! Look <laughs> at the little shackles." <laughs> oh god, there could be gurgle shackles for your kids you can buy. Yeah, that, there's going to be gurgle shackles. Okay. All right, Keith. So we've gotten our hose out of the way. Nitpick this episode to I'm death. Not, I'm not going to nitpick. I. I yeah, I am. Um, okay, how did how did Boba Fett have his razor, his slave one? I'm sure it was, after, parked, it was parked on the planet. After when he, he got went into the Sarlacc, Sarlacc pit, pit, no one went. Hey, cool, free ship. No one did that. They left it. There. I'm they sure there's a story there that they how he got it back. No, okay, they, they went up and went. Oh, fuck the doors locked. <laughs> we don't have the remote. Damn it! Can you let me? In? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he he's tracking them from when and. How did he find them? They 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 made so many stops since they were last there around him. They they were at the the ice planet, dot planet, this planet. He's been following them this whole time to, to catch up with them. Oh, he, he maybe there's him? something in his armor. Touche. Oh, so so he's wait. When will you put something? Oh, in his armor. Maybe he has some sort of tracker. He his armor. he had a. Uh, uh, a gun and a Jedi, uh, a Tuscan Raider stick. He didn't have like any. He had a helmet. He didn't have a helmet. helmet. What's that? There's shit in the helmet. I know, but he doesn't have anything to track it with. I'm just, I'm being contrarian, okay. Keith. I guess if he gets a ship, I'll give you that. He gets a ship. There's some tracking in the ship. Because that was that was one of my questions until I actually realized he probably had him on the ship. Oh, there you go. Where he got so the I missile? Guess we've answered where that. Where did he get the missile from? Oh, probably had extras ship. on the ship. Yeah. And it's a little wood next to the tracking it's, device it's for all, his helmet. It's all yeah. Uh, how come he? He didn't just take the armor from the sheriff. He's a badass ninja, Boba Fett. He can take out all these stormtroopers. He can't get the the armor from the sheriff. I don't have a good one. I don't have a good one. (laughs) I don't have one for that. That was actually a really good one, Keith. We'll put that. He got one. We'll we'll tally that one up. And again, we get. It's always the convenient timing they have for this stuff. It's like. It's I, called drama, Keith. It's called drama. bullshit. It's called, it's called drama. It's called bullshit. Um, this this is nitpicking, nitpicking. But like, do they have a lot of cars in in the Star Wars universe that you know what windows down is? Where that you, was one. Where do you go with the windows down? What? You, I've not seen anything where you roll. Most things don't even have windows in Star Wars. That I'll no, I'll spot you that that one that, that line was clunky. That line that line when I heard it was like what really? And you know the whole backpack was one of my big things. Why didn't he grab that thing? That would have been the first thing I would have grabbed. Because you know what? 
I'm going to tell you. Uh, and Bullshit. Sure, okay. <laughs> as a parent, when uh, when your children are in trouble, all sense of logic and proportion and everything go out the window. All you're thinking about is I want to make sure my child is safe. And you're not thinking about any, nothing, there's no logic to it. It's just a, uh, a primal um, response response and okay. you're just responding to it so did he think i would get there quicker well no. no all he's thinking about is oh my god gurgles in trouble okay well i thought he should have grabbed it right in the beginning right after they met right when and they... the stormtroopers started landing. yes i thought he should grab it because it's right at his feet yeah yeah you, you would instinctively probably pick up some of your yes. weaponry yes and he probably would have gotten up there and gone oh fuck i could have gotten here quicker if i would remember my goddamn backpack uh but he wasn't he was just thinking save gurgle my boy. My boy. My that boy. I, that, I, that I can't get through with my best car, but someone's going to be able to get through to get him. Because the convenient timing, as soon as he goes down, beam down, he it turns off. Again, drama. Yeah, drama. We knew. You know. Um, what else today? Oh, you're, you're, you're acting as a human shield like every episode now. You have parts on your thing that don't have the best car. How come you never get hit here? There. They're... You can say you always that, aim at the shiny you can, But, okay, but historically stormtroopers don't hit what they aim for. That's true. Well, so, they were probably So you have, you have ten guys shooting at them, and not one ever hits them in one of the spots where there's no armor. That's a good point. Uh, I'm still not going to give it to you, but it's a good one. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't give any of this to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, the why did he, did he take it from the sheriff? That was a good one. And, and why didn't uh, Fennec... Fennec Shan. Fennec. Why didn't she shoot at those robot guys when they're taking off? She didn't want to hit the baby. She wasn't worried about Boba Fett blowing them out of the air that until he another, said that something. Was until weird, he said something. That was another weird thing, so he too. Goes, Don't I, shoot yeah, him. That kind of had a weird feel to it. Like, all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'm going to go take him out. Oh, well, there's a baby up there. Oh, okay, then I'm not going to. Yeah, that was Plus, that was she a never misses there. what she shoots at. She said that. Yeah. I don't miss. Okay, so why didn't she shoot at them? And if because she, you know what? You don't know if there's going to be bouncy. And if, if it was bouncy, uh, <laughs> what are you fucking five? <laughs> but no, the, I, I can understand. I can understand she wasn't worried about the ba- child, but she isn't one called up Boba Fett until he said, "No, don't hurt the child." She was okay with him locking on them until he went. Don't that, hurt the child. I, I grew completely agree with you. That was like that sequence was that, weird. Was, I, was clunky. It was, it was weird. Yeah. I mean, it's all nitpicking. This is all nitpicking. Because I like Boba Fett, so I had to come up with a bunch of shit that didn't make sense. Okay, everybody record this. Whatever date this is, December 6th or whatever, he said he liked Boba Fett. Well, that's, yeah. Thank you. All right, so are you done with your nitpicking? That has got to be the end of my nitpicking. There's so many notes here. So what uh, what was the glee out of this one, boys? The fight sequences. Yes. Uh, are you fucking okay. kidding? When they first showed Boba Fett and he had the, the sand people, <laughs> he had the gaffy stick, and he had, and I was like, you better use that fucking gaffy stick. When he went to work with that fucking thing, and I told you guys it was lower down on my list, I, I literally stood up out of my chair and started fucking cheering, dude. And this series has added one of my new favorite things to the entire thing, white chunks of stormtrooper armor flying shit. into the air dude that is the coolest fucking thing yes. ever yes boba fett's scarred up appearance yeah they, that to me 
Uh, he's been in the, the stomach of a Sarlacc. He's been wandering Tatooine for five years. And they had it show. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to train somewhere with the, with the gaffy stick. Maybe he hung out with the Tusken Raiders. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that that might be where some scars came from too. Sure. So sure. I, you know, that that gives it the kung fu learning uh, from master thing. I like when they when they when he came back with the armor on and the robes. Yeah, I went. Yeah. That's bad. That was bad. That was a badass look. That, that just was fucking badass. Fucking one. I was like, oh my god, sensei fat. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was a beautiful look and uh, and yeah they showed how badass he is and they showed how badass uh, I'm never gonna be able to say her name Ming Na Fennec Shan Fennec Shan she was just bad and that they brought her back what was the robot thing that that was one of my hots too because she was killed they shot her in the, the one I know stomach. I know but so when you can play stuff with robots yeah, stuff? yeah yes. they do it all the time. Luke had a robot look at fucking Look at Darth okay, Vader. This, Look at Darth Vader. Turn, turn organs. Yeah. 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 He lost arms and legs. You can replace arms and legs. I've yet to see anyone replace no, like, the No, they, they, they can do, do that now. They can do that. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. like, wait, she's a robot? Did All right, Keith, did you have any glee coming out of this one? Just just the fight scenes. They were they were awesome. Uh, you know, and I will not accept any more glee because I can't accept the fact that I like Boba Fett in this fucking thing. All right, well, uh, like I said, Boba Fett going to work with the Gaffy Stick—that was that was fucking the best. But when you we define the glee as something that puts a smile on your face, when when he looks up and he first sees Slate One, I was like, this was the scene that I was waiting for. Oh, it was hard to me. I'm like, huh? Baby Yoda knocking the shit out of fucking stormtroopers. Yes. No, I evil. liked he's it. He's force choking him. That's why he's gonna be I, evil. I I really liked that he was just knocking the shit out it of the stormtroopers. It does give inconsistencies to his powers. Though. It gives it's huge. Sometimes inconsistencies. he can't do anything. Now he's thrown away. Throwing yeah, but don't forget in the last the last episode of last season, he deflected like flames. Yeah, it's but he when Moff, it's when he, Moff Gideon kneels down to him and says, "Oh, but it makes so you so tired, tired, so sleepy." Uh. That was just cool. And then he fucks with them with the lightsaber. Uh, have you ever seen one of these? <laughs> and Baby Yoda's like, oh, oh, no. Not yet. And then he referred to him as it through the whole thing. That was... He can't... He doesn't know he's Gurkle. No, it it doesn't register as a living thing to him. And so that from a like a serial killer perspective, that yeah, was he's cool. Like evil bastard. So. Yeah. All right, any more Glee Boys? Um, I'm trying to think, because there was the fight, and then there was the when the Mandalorian got involved. So first there's just the fight with Boba Fett and Fennec. Uh, they're fighting. Uh, and then you get Fennec back, which is, oh my God, fucking Ming-Na yeah. is so awesome, and I was so pissed when they fucking killed Again, yeah. you kill a great character. No, they brought her back. Yeah. And they put those two together. And then, uh, so you get the first fight with Boba and Fennec. And then you get the next fight with Fennec and Mandalorian. Yeah. Then you get the next fight with Boba Fett comes back and just takes out everybody. <laughs> it, yeah. just, it just kept getting better. Uh, and then the Razor Crest. I was just uh, so stunned at that scene. Uh, I So stunned. And I was really touched when he finds the ball. Yeah. Which was a little trite. Is but that, Is that made best car? Yes, it's, it's a Beskar be. ball. It's, be. it's a Mando ball. Beskar <laughs> ball. Get two of those. Clack, 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 clack. It's from his ancestors. 
All right. So what was the star rating on this one, boys? <coughs> I gave it four and a half. Four and a half. I'm Wait. Gonna... Yes. Wait. Yes, I like it more than I like. Again, I yes, just... you like this one more than you like the one with the soap. Yes, I do. Just to put that on record, by All a right. full point. By a full point. By I... a full fucking point. I am actually going to go with a four star episode because you blew up the fucking Razor Crest. Let us know what you think. Are you caught up with The Mandalorian? Let us know what you think of the reviews on Facebook or Twitter. Hopefully we'll be back next week. Same geek time, same geek podcast with all new, all different content. Thanks for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.